Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Doug hates candy wrappers, greeny baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love Mellard. What? This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Are We There Yet? for another Homes Alone edition. It's Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and my guests today are the aforementioned Doug Mellard. Hello. I could have said this other one too. I like to say I love and then a different M word than movies. I could have said Art and Marine. <laughs> and also joining us today, Bree Pruitt. Hello, everybody. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hey. This is the part where I encourage everyone to talk over each other. Oh, <laughs> I agree. Hi. So, so excited. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, let's meet everybody individually, but not in alphabetical order today. You'll see why. Because I've had the weirdest timing. Like all my guests on these shows, I like to do everything in alphabetical order, but it, it make, ends up the men always get to go first. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But right. I want ladies first sometimes. So let's say hi to Art and Marine. Hello. Hello, Doug. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I got a copy of your book. Yes. Little yeah. Miss Little Compton. <laughs> Little I... Miss Little Compton. Yeah. That's a lot I... to take in. So it's that's a, it's a journey. <laughs> so I mean, is it safe to assume this means that you were in a child beauty pageant in Compton, California? That's exactly, that's exactly what the book is. It doesn't seem like you would win in that. <laughs> uh, no, I grew up in a town called Little Compton, Rhode Island. And oh. Yes. And I was not, <laughs> if you look at the photo on the back, you can see I was not a beauty queen. I looked an awful lot like Barb from Stranger Things, Doug. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Oh, Barb? Yeah. Wait, she's the one that dies immediately? Yeah, she's the one that gets eaten by the Demogorgon, who's at, like, which is the end of the diving board. I definitely had a, like, I would say I had a pretty awkward, like an eight-year awkward year chunk. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that gal wrote the book. Barb, Barb wrote it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's good you didn't look like a Demogorgon, though. You know, I, I didn't look much better than a Demogorgon. <laughs> I would say I had the confidence, like the unwitting confidence of like the high school cheerleader. There's a photo on the back with like my collar popped. And like, you can tell I feel like I'm nailing it and nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> I begged the publisher to let that be my cover photo, but they, they shut it down, much to my dismay. Yeah, they wanted to go sexier on the cover. Yeah, so then I, I tricked them and had a fake set of adult braces made. I was like, okay, I'll wear a pretty dress, but I'm going to put on adult braces at least. Well, you, uh, you and your publishers were kind enough to send me a box that not only has the book in it, but also yeah. some other like fun items. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, so I would love to do an unboxing of it with you, like on uh, Instagram. Nothing would please me more than, uh, yeah, that was all, that was all my design. That was all my excitement. I didn't think I'd be releasing a book in a pandemic. And I thought, I want to send everybody a fun present. And that, that's what I've been doing. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Also joining us today for the first time since we've been Zooming, but has been on the show before, both in Portland and in Los Angeles, I believe. It's Bree Pruitt. Hello. Yes, I did a Brea show. Brea. Ooh. I was fun with the shows I did in Brea because they were lightly attended enough that we could probably still do them there in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> It's a big theater too. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, there were cool people. Room that we could easily socially distance in there, but uh, I don't. I don't know where they're at with opening up again. How are you doing with uh, stand-up comedy, Bree? Have you had a chance to uh, do it anywhere? I'm doing okay with it. I yeah. I, occasionally, my uh, weekly LA show, Faded, went to Twitch. So we do like a hang. We don't do stand-up. We. <laughs> We do witticisms. <laughs> and it's, it's going okay. Have you done stand up on Zoom yet? I yeah, it. I, you have. Yeah, I did a I did a flapper show, which was really well done. You know, it's all about the having the tech nailed down, and yeah. some clubs can do it, some clubs can't. Um, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> right, it is, and it's and it's a crapshoot on a bigger level than yeah. just um, you know, like you can have all the tech rehearsals you want but the internet has to cooperate in both places. Right. Like if you're having, if two people are talking, you've got to have good internet in both places. So it's just amazing how much television right now, actual television, like the Emmy Awards, yeah. Yeah. where you're watching people freeze yeah. and, and buffering <laughs> and all of that shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that, what did you think of the Emmys, Doug? I, I, I thought... I liked the opening. I thought they did it well, considering. I, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, but it's, first of all, I mean, I know they want to have a long show because they probably charge a lot more for advertising, even though the ratings mm. aren't that hot anyway, yeah. especially now when people probably really don't care. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been, you know, I watch every award show in the pandemic because I'm just fascinated with how they're going to pull it off and if yeah. they're going to pull it off. And I just love the, sh the shitty moments and the beautiful moments because also it really creates things that wouldn't have happened uh, under normal circumstances. You know, like Jennifer Aniston and Jimmy Kimmel pointing out how, yeah, fire is a silly thing to fuck around with. <laughs> yeah, that was so crazy. Like there's wildfire going, you know, destroying California, and they're like putting, a, starting a fire on purpose that they also have trouble putting out. Yeah, that made me panic watching that. And crazy. Then, and then I started to panic when the whole Friends cast was together, maskless. Like there was something like really four of them really close together. With like, it was, it was just I just thought we keep, you know. I feel like California's been more liberal about the masks and giving everybody a hard time. And I'm like, they, what is happening? What is going on? Yeah. It is weird. The images like that, like I, during Jimmy's monologue where he faked it, you know, and showed uh, audience from the previous year is very clever, but I, yeah. I would have been fine with them admitting it was faked before doing it. Because it does make the jokes work better if you have people to cut to that are laughing, even if they're laughing at a joke from last year. But, yes. but the, uh, the fact that the first four or five minutes of the show looks like he's performing for an audience and there's tons of dummies in America that would think, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, look, they're all together, those fucking Hollywood hypocrites. Right. <laughs> and so then like several minutes into his monologue, he, he admits there's no audience there. But I was just tense waiting for him to admit that because I was like, there's no way they're just going to do the whole show this way, are they? I know. It did make me panic a little bit. I did keep thinking about how it looked like to the rest of the country as like we, you know, California has been on our high horse about social distancing. And I just thought, oh, my God, like it went on for a real, I, think, I thought the jokes were great. I thought he did a great job, but it went on for a really long time before they admitted it. 
It yeah, was and a lot of times when people get together, they'd stand, like, he and Anthony Anderson stood right next to each other. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so weird yeah. <laughs> that there's just some, sometimes the hubris of being rich and healthy yeah. uh, <laughs> just makes people go, ah, oh, just take, go ahead and take that chance. But if oh. Jimmy or Anthony got COVID, they would be so unhappy. It is very <laughs> unpleasant to have. Just because oh. you might get over it doesn't make it not bad to get. I know my, I have a friend who had it, who did not have the lung part, did not have, and she was like, Arden, it is so gnarly. Like, like the nights, apparently like the, it's like a dragon every night just takes you on your worst ride that you could possibly imagine. And she said, it just has a really long tail where you think you're over it, but then like all of your muscles have atrophied, you know, and she didn't even have a really bad case, but she said it was gnarly. Yeah, so I'll be over here for now. Me too. <laughs> also joining us is Doug Mallard. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. Been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Days, maybe. maybe uh, Co-host of Wide World of Doug's, of course, which uh, Arden and Bree are both welcome to uh, join us on there sometime. That'd be um, fun. It's a show where we get together and talk about how boring the name Doug is. And... Uh, <laughs> We, we've been having a pretty good time with it. And we'll be back with another new episode of that show one week from today. Unless you're listening to this on another day, then I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> but they could listen to it. It still could match up somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can also see Doug and I together on a thing called Two Friends on uh, Vulture's IG Live. Cool. Vulture, the pop culture website, they have an IG Live and they do a couple different things. But Arden, you or your uh, publicist peeps should reach out to them because the show is basically, you know, Doug and I wanted to promote Wide World of Doug. So they said, come on our show, two friends. And what they do is they just get two people to go on Instagram Live together and talk to each other for half an hour. And then they just post it on all of, all of Vulture's stuff. That's and, real. Uh, I'm going to write that down. I yeah. And it was uh, it was super fun to do, but also cool that you know we're reaching a new audience through uh, through awesome. Vulture's uh, audience. But you, Arden, you've got so many good friends that people would love to hear you just shoot the shit with for half an hour. That'd be really fun. I'm, gonna, I'm writing that down. Maybe I, there's all sorts of people I'd love to chat yeah. with. Yeah, I think they'd be happy to have you. You know, I, I mean, I don't Absolutely. know. I don't know if we've ever gone by their offices and broke something, but I think. Uh, not this year. I, not, I got, it's going to be my first stop when the pandemic's over. <laughs> like, you were the last show. I think you were the, like, the last live show I did was at Sketchfest was Doug Loves Movies. That was fun. That was the last live show you did in January? I think so. Holy cow. I don't think I did another one because I was doing something in February. And then, and then I was like traveling a lot in February and then, and then we got sort of shut down. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Have you, I'll take, I'll take this question to Bree. Have you seen a film in the cinema anytime lately? What do you mean in the cinema? <laughs> like if you go into a theater, there's theaters are starting to reopen. Oh, really? Oh, no, 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 no. And... <laughs> But then another option, would you, would you consider going to the drive-in? I would consider going to the drive-in. Um, I think if I were going to go to the drive-in in the LA area, there are a lot of live events at the drive-in. There's some stand-up comedy and drag shows that I would like to attend. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, you know, drag queens get all up on your windshield and you tip them, you know, and that's fun. Uh, but uh, no, I have not seen a, I have not seen a, a cinema film. Have you seen a cinema film, Doug? No, yeah. there's a the AMC in Century City reopened with um, 25% capacity, I think. And you have to wear a mask the whole time you're in there. And I'm just not that much of a Christopher Nolan fan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to go through all of that, I do want to see... Ten, I want to see Tenet, but I also feel like Tenet's still going to be just as good. It's going to be the same movie if I watch it a few months from now. Sure. <laughs> and it's the kind of movie they'll, they'll, you know, if movie theaters ever do go full open again, they'll revive it all the time to show it on yeah. the big screen because everybody 
missed it. So many people are going to end up just having to watch it at a drive-in or at home or whatever. Um, Same with you, Arden. You think you haven't been uh, trying that? Any any movie-going experiences? No, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm going to a drive-in. I'm going to a drive-in to, but it's not. I'm going to see the. the Walking Dead premiere. Next Guess what? Week. I'm going to be there too. I, I'm going to be at the midnight one. Are you going to be at the midnight one? What are you crazy? That's <laughs> <laughs> a no. They were, like, they were like, "What do you want? Eight o'clock or midnight?" I was like, uh, eight o'clock, please." <laughs> I'm the dummy that picked midnight. I'd be like, I'd be the guy sleeping in his car during a zombie movie <laughs> if I went to the midnight one. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm a night owl, so yeah, yeah I'm excited about it. Is that well, we can honk at each other as I'm leaving and you're in? And <laughs> I love that. Was that is that your first drive-in experience? No, I went to, um, I've talked about this on the show before, so I won't tell the whole story, but I went to a uh, drive-in for a, like a revival screening I saw uh, Coming to America. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And, and, but the drive-in was just, I loved, I've always liked drive-ins, you know, and I, as an adult, kind of stopped going to them, but I've always had a a thing for them. And I also... uh, love that you're just in your car with the window rolled up i i'm excited i haven't been since i was a kid i'm really i think i saw greece and uh when i was really little and so i'm excited that's the last one i saw that's the last time you went to a drive-in they didn't really have many near me in rhode island they didn't have a lot right because they would be so seasonal there'd only be like two and a half months out of the year you could even do it yeah yeah Uh, and I know Doug is in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where they, they've outlawed motion pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually silent films here. There's like a person playing piano on the side, you know, space though. No, <laughs> I, actually, I actually just discovered they do have a drive-in here. I didn't know that until like a few days ago. So I'm actually pretty excited to give that a shot. What is it now? The other thing about drive-ins that was different from when I was a kid. I mean, I, the biggest drive-in in San Diego near where I lived, the Arrow Drive-in, was just one screen in a giant parking lot, and you know, and it was a swap, yeah. you know, swap meet on weekends. And um, that, but now lots of drive-in theaters are like, you know, it's a big circle, and there's anywhere from five to eight different. Uh, screens with different movies playing so it's kind of fun to just look at the other movies even though you can't hear them and mm-hmm. um, I guess you could change the station on your radio now but it used to be you'd have a speaker in your car and you'd only get the movie that you were looking at but what's my point what am I talking about oh. <laughs> so do you know what's playing there I just looked it up it looks like Ferris Bueller's tonight which would be cool Magic Mike Tron Legacy's coming up I don't so know what's just next show week. Old stuff yeah, I think so. I don't think there's any new stuff here. And the theaters aren't open. They're, they're not opening anything here, which is why the cases are so low here, which is great. Yeah, that's great. Um, but interesting that they're just doing old stuff because a lot of, you know, a lot of movies, you know, a lot of new movies have been uh, opening and drive-ins, especially, you know, cheapy horror movies because that, that works because, you know, people like, although I've seen a couple of horror movies that were crazy boring I watched them at home and found out they were at the drive-in. I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine sitting through a super boring movie uh, at the drive-in. I mean, I guess you can sit there and text or make out or whatever, but <laughs> you could do other things. Uh, okay, so um, what are you watching? We'll start with uh, Arden, uh, movies or TV. What, you know, do you have anything you could recommend that you've seen lately? Um, I've been watching a lot of, of TV and movies. The last movie I watched, I watched The Social Dilemma, the, the documentary about like Instagram and Facebook. Did you see that? I haven't because I, I feel like, I, I, I know it's bad, but it's worse than I think. <laughs> I know. With those people. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be mad at social media because I use it so much. Yeah, it definitely was. It just sort of was like, oh yeah, we're addicted, and they know that. And then, and then there's a lot of people pulling strings, and we're all fucked. So, like, oh, I mean, it definitely confirmed it. I didn't watch it on my own accord. I had to watch it for something. Um, it was interesting. It was definitely scary. Um, what have I? I mean, I loved. I loved the Last Dance, the documentary about the Chicago Bulls. I loved um, the the one about. Uh, 
the Queen of Russia with Elle Fanning. What was that? The Queen? Oh, yeah. That, that series um, uh, looks interesting. It's called The Great. The Great. It was so good. And Nicholas Holt, who was the guy from About a Boy, was excellent as, like, the dipshit king. And she was great. It was beautiful. Um, I loved that. I loved Never Have I Ever. Um, you know, I, I, I watch all sorts that's of... A, that's a series? That's a series on... Um, I think it was on Hulu and it's about a high school girl. I like a high school story. It's about a high school girl. And, uh, yeah, it's like a dark, fun, it, it was a fun, quick watch. I very much enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Indian matchmaker. Um, I watched a lot of TV. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's it. That's, uh, that's <laughs> I watched Jaws. I'd never seen Jaws. I just watched Jaws. Oh. Whoa. Okay. So that's an interesting, you know, cause that's what a lot of people are doing. Like my friend, Anna Roisman, like watched the first three star Wars for the first time in her life. So you hear about jaws your whole life. Yeah. Nonstop, especially around <laughs> men. And you finally watch it. And what, what's your assessment of it? I thought I, I also had never seen close encounters. I watched both of them. Complicated. Let's start okay, with sorry. Jaws. So Jaws so I grew up in a town that was very much like the town of Jaws. So I didn't watch it on purpose because I grew up in like a summer community that looked a lot like that. And I knew I would be afraid of the water if I watched it. Jaws town, Rhode Island. Jaws town, Rhode Island, little Jaws town. And, um, <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved, uh, I thought Richard Dreyfuss was fantastic. I thought the woman who played his wife was spectacular. Um, I loved the crazy other guy that was on the boat with him, who was like the maverick, you know, that at the end, like, I love the salty characters of the 70s. I loved it. I loved, I hate CGI, so I loved like the, I loved knowing they were out in the ocean going crazy filming it. I loved it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, the fact that it was such a horrible shoot and went on for so long, and, and the reason, like, it works so great for the movie that you don't see the shark that much, especially in the early going, but yeah. part of the reason you don't see it that much is because it didn't work, it was always broken, um, and they had to just sort of, you know, wing it and shoot around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and those, those three actors alone on the boat, like, it's just, you know, you just don't get anything as great as when they're all sitting there talking to each other and drinking and, and singing. You just don't get scenes with that kind of great acting in, like, it's so ironic that Jaws was, like, you know, ushered in the era of the blockbuster, and yet it's it's a character study. Yeah, like, and even just as you say that, looking back on the scenes, like, those were long scenes of them just sitting and shooting the shit and getting drunk on the boat. And I could have watched, you know, hours. Like it was so interesting watching it. It was so natural and fun. And they were all such specific characters. I, I really, I loved it. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty uh, amazing movie. And just also like, I constantly remind people about how funny it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because people don't think of it that way. Like when it came out, the summer that it first came out, it terrified the nation. Like people went absolutely ape shit. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> they went shark shit, I should say. Which is always so funny to me because I've never been scared of sharks because I, you know, I, I'm, if I'm not in the ocean, they don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I so it's that easy to get away from sharks. <laughs> body surf every day and I think that was I was like you know what I'm not gonna watch it but I have to say now I don't feel any more afraid of sharks I I can handle it really? well you know unfortunately now is when the sharks are swimming closer to the shore because there's nobody in the you know there's less people in the water when the beaches are closed so you now I'm gonna get eaten, gonna get eaten by a shark yeah shark attacks are up okay Ooh. do you think we'd have shark week without jaws oh I don't no. know Probably not. <laughs> that movie really put those sharks on the map. <laughs> <laughs> Before sharks were living an, in anim anonymity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. or, that's so funny because that, it, it's Amity Island in the movie. Yes. Am Amity Island. <laughs> uh, so, Bree, what have you been yeah. watching? 
Uh, I'm I'm with Art. I've been watching everything, man. Just sucking it down. <laughs> um, I go from like newer movies that aren't so good back to kind of nostalgia. So like I heard the new Mulan was very bad. So I watched the trailer and then I watched the old Mulan, you know, save myself 30 bucks. Me. Well, here's the thing about new Mulan. I love talking about movies like I've seen them when I haven't. It's, um, it's got a lot of action in it, which to me is cool that she's that it's a, a female lead and a lot of action. But then I also feel like if there's too much action, you're losing the audience that the movie should mostly be for, which is, you know, young women. And they went PG-13. But then again, you know, more and more young women are getting into more and more uh, action. Hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. But it sound, to me, it sounds like it's a little bit too many war scenes and not enough things that interest me, like a little talking dragon voiced by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, there's no Mushu in, uh, yeah. in this new one. I looked at the credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, if you did have Mushu again, why wouldn't you just get Eddie Murphy to do the voice again? Oh, man, that'd be great. I mean, hey, Eddie Murphy is so good. Uh, Eddie Murphy, now, for years, he's been saying he might come back to stand up, and there's always a new excuse. Yeah. And now his excuse is the world is it's too serious of a time, and there shouldn't be any comedy. Oh. Oh. His reason for not, he's just afraid to do stand up again because yeah. it's hard to do when you have no act and then, you know, start building one. You've got to have those first shows where the audience is looking at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And you uh, do like a character, like a Netflix characters. Oh, you know, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But him is all dragons. <laughs> I watch that. And the donkey from uh, oh, yeah. Trek. So, but uh, you did enjoy the original animated Mulan? Oh, love, love the original animated Mulan. Uh, class Action Park, very good. Very good documentary oh, about... I, that, where did you see that? I used yeah. to go to Action Park. And Get it was, out. It was so fun. And, and I, I read all the articles. I, didn't, I haven't seen the documentary yet. But yeah, we used to go. We had family friends that lived in New Jersey. So we'd go down and we'd go both to Six Flags and then we'd go to Action Park. And it was... It was all these boys and me, and it felt dangerous, and that made it more exciting. It was so wow. fun. That's what everybody says in the doc. And there was one where you, I remember going in it, and I'm a little claustrophobic, and like you would go underground, like in an underground tunnel, and then it would rocket you out, like over the side of a lake, but really far. Like you come rocketing out like a bullet and just fly into the water. I, it, 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 there's, it's so dangerous. And then there's like, you know, gigantic fully grown men that just are about to land on you. There's, there's no supervision. It was incredible. I, I get why you're not afraid of sharks now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big part of the documentary is cutting to people who are like, yeah, I had a cousin who, whose back got shredded on this ride. And that made it great. Like that made it really exciting. Oh, that's not how my fear um, like <laughs> it operates. It doesn't like raise the stakes for me. Um, Cause you could tell it was before people were suing. You know what I mean? It was the equivalent <laughs> of like a 1980s dad that was like driving with a drink and like just letting all the kids get into the way, like divorced dad, like throwing them <laughs> over the back of like a pickup truck without seats or like, like a station wagon, or you could like ride on the roof of the car. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> wild and fun and unsupervised it was the best yeah nobody thinks to sue because they look around the place and it's like it doesn't look like they have money no <laughs> like if you get hurt at disneyland yeah. the first thought is going to be how much money am i going to get out of this yeah you get hurt there you're like uh i don't want this place to close no where did they air that where'd you see it i think it's netflix I, I think it's, and this is a, this is a real problem. People do not know where they're watching stuff. It must drive yeah. all the streaming services crazy because it is hard to brand exactly where you're watching something, you know? It's not like TV where there's a bug in the corner the entire time that says what network you're watching. <laughs> um, but it's on, uh, it's on Apple TV. Okay. I'm going to watch that. I'm pretty sure. Or, you know what? It's on HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. Okay. I'm enjoying HBO Max. That's my new favorite streamer. I'm enjoying it too. 
Okay, you're enjoying that you can't watch it on your TV, that it has to be on your phone or computer? No, that's not the one. That's Quibi. That's Quibi. HBO Max, I can't watch it on my TV because I have Roku and it's not on Roku. It's on Apple TV. (laughs) What do you do? It's on Apple TV, so you can watch it on your TV. If you subscribe to it. Yes. See, and I subscribe to HBO, so why would I subscribe to HBO and HBO Max. They, they, on my thing, it just, the app just changed. So I, it literally, I didn't have to do anything. It just became huh. HBO Max. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't subscribe to them. I just got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this should be addressed in the social dilemma. <laughs> That's what the whole thing is about. It's about Doug's HBO subscription. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it's so confusing. That's why I ask because I, I want to be clear about these things because you know I get uh, sent stuff from all these streamers. It's it's very nice of them to send me stuff. And then they want me to, you know, promote the, the, the thing that's connected to what they're sending me. And so I, I want to get it all straight, but I have not, I've not figured out HBO Max yet. But like I said, it's because I can't do it on my Roku. So that's what's screwing me up. Um, but they send me links. I can watch it on my computer. I just don't like if I'm at home all day anyway, I want to yeah. get it on my TV somehow. Yeah. Instead of watching a device. Because also I'm here with my girlfriend. Um, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> We've run out of time for this segment. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I'll make it quick. I yeah. just rewatched a movie. Have you ever heard of Breakpoint with what? Jeremy Sisto? Have you seen that? What's it called? Breakpoint. Like Point Break, but they just switched the words? Switched it. Yeah, that, that is confusing, but it's a great film. I think you'd really like it. It's Jeremy Sisto, Amy Smart, J.K. Simmons, Adam Devine couple other people yeah Yeah. but it's it's great and they all kill it and it's about like a kind of brother trying to do one last go at the tennis circuit and he's at odds with his brother and uh it's just like a nice uh i feel like i've seen it it's really good jake uh jake harris directed it he does a lot of stand-up specials and it's just got a lot of heart it's a really fun story really funny but you know some good drama uh unless he played a tennis instructor in a different thing i i think i've seen it because i can see jeremy sisto playing tennis it's man it's great it's maybe 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 i just saw him playing tennis one day when i yeah maybe have you played tennis with jeremy sisto (laughs) he's very nice though i i run into him a couple times he's a nice man He's great at karaoke. I saw him do karaoke once at a bar. <laughs> what did he sing? Yeah, what did he sing? I don't remember. Come it was on, a late night thing. Because <laughs> it's that follow-up question is going to happen every time you I know. <laughs> I should, uh, I, Make one up. Just pick something. Something by the Pointer Sisters, because I said great point. <laughs> That's how my head works. Yeah. I saw Kiefer Sutherland really drunk doing a Bon Jovi song right like uh, years ago, and it was like after he'd gotten divorced from uh, Julia, or he broke up with Julia Roberts, and he was like talking to the microphone about like never getting engaged and stuff like that. It was very oh crazy. my god. Whoa. <laughs> Or is that like the gas lamp or whatever, whatever that's called out in Santa Monica? Oh my God. It was really, oh. really exciting. It was, it was my version of like seeing him fight the Christmas tree in that lobby. Like, you know, yeah. that video? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing is he's, uh, if you, when you said you saw Kiefer Sutherland in a bar, when you see Kiefer Sutherland in a bar, you see a very drunk Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. He has <laughs> bars to hang out and just have one. No, it was disappointing. He definitely gave the Christmas tree vibe, but he was singing Bon Jovi, and it was terrific. It was was wearing his heart on his sleeve. It was great. Yeah, because he's also, (laughs) even though he's a little destructive, he's also very friendly and, uh, you know. uh, Chaotic good. It was everything you wanted from a drunk Kiefer Sutherland doing karaoke (laughs) in, in like, a Santa Monica. It was great. I saw Donald Sutherland drunk doing care. No, I was joking. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with uh, 
the situation we're in now is that when bars, uh, when a bar is reopened and someone gets inebriated, the, uh, the, you know, the rules go out the window yeah, the yeah. and then talking in somebody's face and spitting in their face and right. spreading, spreading COVID. So it's just, it's, it sucks. Cause I, I really like, uh, you know, hanging out in uh, bars and restaurants and stuff, but. Yeah. It's, I've seen that in action a couple times in person where it's like, I'm doing a social distancing. Somebody has one or two drinks and then it's just, they're starting to come at you mm. and you have to like, Hey, Hey, remember the rules, buddy. <laughs> yeah. The, the weird dance. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't come here to dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just came here to drink and, but not to excess. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got a game planned for the three of us today. Thank you for all of your uh, recommendations. I'm going to, I'm going to watch all three of those movies. And when you, Say, what movies are you talking about, Doug? I'm going to say one from each of you. <laughs> it's called Class Action Park, right? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so um, I know Chris Gethard's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he loved that place. Okay, so we're going to go to a brief commercial message and then come back and play a game where the winner takes all. And by that, I mean all the things they want in their own home. we'll be right back we're back and ready to play a game are you ready yeah yeah do it all right um it's called weird algorithm (laughs) i always always hold for laughter there it's a game (laughs) (laughs) It's a game where, but Doug's heard it before. It's a game based on the weird algorithm that you can find on the IMDb website. Uh, The International Movie Database um, has, when you look at the cast of a film or whatever, you know, TV show or whatever it is you're looking at on IMDb, you can change it so that that cast list is reordered in the order of their popularity. Okay. And by popularity, I mean that's according to IMDb's algorithm that is very confusing, other than the biggest clue I can give you is that uh, it tends to be, it tends to favor the people that are being searched a lot for something that they're up to currently. Okay. You know, like, so that's, that's a little clue, but what happens is when you take an older movie and you rearrange it by their their rules, somebody who played a bit part could be super hot right now. You don't even <laughs> remember if they were in that movie or not. <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes a pretty tricky game. I'll go to each of you for each movie, and this is also where you can you can share answers, you can discuss everything. It's just ultimately you just got to pick one that you're going to lock in as your answer, okay. and it can, like I said, it could be somebody else's answer. And, um, but if you, if you name the number one person in that particular film, you get three points, second person, second build person, you'd get uh, two and third, you get one, you play three rounds. Everybody gets a chance to go first and, uh, uh, most points at the end of three rounds wins. Exciting. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> we do the plugs and we get out of here. I'm so nervous. And by get out of here, I mean, stay where we are. <laughs> I just want to say I have numerous times since Sketchfest thought about and laughed to myself alone at how funny the game Diarrhea Pearlman is to me. I just want to tell you <laughs> I had a particular nerve on my funny bone that I have laughed alone numerous times thinking, ha ha ha, Diarrhea Pearlman. <laughs> well, maybe I'll just call Weird Algorithm Diarrhea Pearlman from now on. <laughs> just okay. I do like getting those laughs from the, from my guests. Diarrhea pearl rhythm. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go back to uh, what I was talking about earlier with uh, going uh, alphabetically. So, Doug, you get to go uh, first. But Oof. everybody, you know, gets pretty equal opportunity. In honor of Arden's book, 
The first film we'll play today in Weird Algorithm is Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, um, Ballard, who do you think is the top billed person in the motion picture about NWA? Um, I'm going to say, oh, God. Uh, Ice Cube son, O'Shea. I can't think of Ice Cube's real name. <laughs> His name is O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yes, I think O'Shea Jackson because I feel like I've seen him in a couple things lately. But there's probably some cameo that I'm not thinking of. But I'm going to stand by that. Okay. What do you think, uh, Arden? Oh, golly. My brain is going so blank right now. I literally can't. Well, like name somebody from, uh, you know, that you, uh, name a character, not a character, but a real life person that you know would be in that movie. I don't mind telling you, you know, who's in it. I just don't want to tip anybody to who might be the. Uh, okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. plays Ice Cube. Corey Hawkins plays Dr. Dre. Uh, a guy named Aldous Hodge plays MC Wren. And Paul Giamatti plays their manager. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the Dr. Dre. I'm going to go for Dr. Dre. Okay, that's Corey Hawkins. Oh, yeah, I just saw him in something, too. <laughs> I see Paul Giamatti a lot in commercials. Uh, but that doesn't make me think. Commercials for the show Billions? No, I see him in like weird. He's in like weird commercials. He's like, in a new one that's really weird. Yeah, I'm like, I, like it's like it's for a product that's that's like an odd thing for him to be hawking. And you're like, how much money do you need, Paul Giamatti? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's been in every movie, and he must have visuals forever. Like, if you want Paul Giamatti, there's not really anybody else that does Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And he's he's like hawking some strange product right now. That's so weird. I haven't seen it because I'm, you know, I'm a fan, so I think I would notice if he, he came on. I've just been seeing that here in Southern California, they just nonstop with the lady who thinks that if uh, if they make new rules about dialysis clinics, that she's going to die. That's what they're trying to do is just close down those places so that all the patients just die. That's that's why that's what's happening. <laughs> According to the uh, you know companies that are trying to keep those places uh, open and profitable, in my opinion. Anyway, the rest of the country doesn't care about this issue probably, <laughs> no. or anybody or anybody in this show right now. Uh, Bree, what do you think? Okay. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but was Lakeith Stanfield in that movie? He was. Oh. Good call. Because everybody else Damn. was like an upstart yes. because they needed right. at new actors to fill these like specific roles, but there were only a few fa like actual famous people. So I'm going to go Lakeith Stanfield because That's he's wow. having a better year yeah. than Paul Giamatti. Damn. That's a great guess. Yeah. He's Snoop Dogg in it. Snoop, yeah. <laughs> wow, he's so good. It was really good. I saw Snoop Dogg on um, Price is Right the other day. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> I love his friendship with Martha Stewart. I love the article about her popping 20 CBD like pills before bed. I'm, I love all of it. <laughs> You're in for all of Of course, we're good. Yeah. All right. Let's lock in our answers. Uh, Doug wants uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. And uh, Corey Hawkins for Arden and Lakeith. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win. <laughs> There's still two more rounds. Nobody can run away with this thing quite yet. Um, I'm going to start at number six. In sixth place, according to INDB in popularity today, is Corey Hawkins. Oh, oh. I really screwed the pooch. Yeah. I really screwed the pooch. I still think that was a great guess. Thank you so much. I do remember Paul Giamatti was in a car ad. Mm. No, forget, <laughs> uh, forget, uh, uh, I guess they forgot about Dre. Uh, anyway, so, uh, just trying to work that joke in. Uh, fifth place went with uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh. 
Yeah. Fourth place is good. a lady, a lady who plays a character named Kim, who I guess is one of the, a girlfriend or wife of one of the guys. Uh, her name is Alexandra Ship. Hey. Yeah. And then MC Ren, Aldous Hodge, he came in third. Oh. I think that's because he's the one of the leads of the new Invisible Woman movie. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. That was the um, last movie I saw before quarantine. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then uh, coming in at number two, Paul Giamatti. Wow. Yeah, none of you said him. Uh, but I assume he came in number second in this particular movie because he's a, he's a white guy. Yeah. You know, that's just how people are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's really good in that movie, but. He's so good. He's a really good actor. It's he... funny seeing him be a mean manager of both NWA and the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like this shitty manager guy for that for those movies. Uh, and coming in at number one, great job, Brie. It's Lakeith Stanfield. Wow. Great you deserve that win. I'll yeah. vote for him on you name three Lakeith Stanfield movies. I'll give you number one all the time. Oh my god, yeah. Rules. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. It's so amazing. He yeah. was so he was so good in that. And I actually thought what's his name was funny, which I with the, with the uh, say my name, what's his like he was actually funny. What are we talking about? <laughs> the guy in so, Sorry to Bother You, the guy in Call Me by like what's What's his name? Sorry, I feel like my grandmother right now. Quarantine brain. Timothy Chalamet. No, he the other guy, and he was Ar like Arnie Hammer. Oh yeah, yeah he was Arnie like the Hammer. boss. He was the boss that had the like the half horse, half man people in his base. Uh, yeah. He was funny. Like I didn't think he was funny, and he was actually really funny. And um, sorry to bother you. Oh okay. By the um, way, Doug, Army Hammer, that's a good name for the Doug's podcast. <laughs> oh, you want, you want to try to get him on? <laughs> yeah. Um, second round, ready? Yes. Do it. Bree's got three points. Doug and Arden, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Arden gets to go first this round. It's a tricky one. Okay. An inconvenient truth. Oh. Oh. God. Yeah, the collective I side. <laughs> I put that in the mix because uh, I believe Ron on uh, the Doug Loves Movies Twitter suggested that <laughs> using that title would make this a weird Al Gore. Yeah. God. So, <laughs> so I mean, we have we have Al Gore. <laughs> we have Al Gore. I'm sure we have like tornadoes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the climate change has uh, is, has billing in the movie. How popular is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> There's fires and drought. I'm sure drought got pretty high up. Um, well, I have not seen that in a really long time. Um, the only person that I know of that's in that is Al Gore. Um, well, that's the trick, is that the movie is basically just Al Gore giving a speech yeah. But there are some uh, multimedia situations that happen. So appearances by actual figures from history and a, for some reason, a voice over actor get involved. There's only five names listed. Okay. For this um, movie. Is, Clint, you, is Clinton listed? Is Clinton in there? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Bill Clinton. <laughs> Thank you. Bree? Try, I, I'm trying to think of who would be in that movie <laughs> that would be on IMDb. What about Tim Robbins? Oh, really good guess. <laughs> because he really guess. cares about climate change. Yeah. And is in movies sometimes. And that was the right era. That's like right around. Yeah. That's really doing and it. It's, it's pre-Mark Ruffalo you know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like yeah yes but for his fracking his fracking stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah wow does he care about it more than john cusack does <gasps> oh <laughs> now that feels not fair <laughs> <laughs> um is that your you want to go with that brie 
Well, it sounds like I shouldn't, but yeah, sure. Yeah, this is tricky because if you know, I, it just feels like if uh, if y'all were more familiar with the movie, maybe you yeah. you'd get an idea yeah. of what's going on here. Because uh, let's see what Doug. Ha- uh, yeah, Doug, do you have a guess? Uh, humans being garbage. <laughs> is that <laughs> we're the cause of all that? Uh, I'll just say Al Gore because I don't. Nobody yeah, else said right. it, and why not? Seems safe. Okay, why not? Because he's not. (laughs) I won't tell you where he landed, but I will tell. I'll give all three of you a chance to change your answers because this one it it really is unfair. Because you really have to have seen the movie and you know remember it, and it was it's been a while. Um, It's ex presidents show up quite a bit. Um, Yeah, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and George No W. Bush. And Billy West, the voiceover guy, uh, must have had to do a voice of something, maybe like Nixon or some shit. He's the voice of Al Gore. And then, of course, oh, yeah, that might be it. Maybe I'll just mouth the words. (laughs) I'll take GW. I'm going to take GW. Climate change is very important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so what you change your answer to, Arden? For George W. Bush, I'm going okay. for Dubs. What okay, do you I'll, think of those five names? Which one do you think ranked the highest, Bree? I'll do H. W. Uh, uh, Herbert Walker Bush, senior. Okay. And uh, I'll uh, do Billy West because he's an honorary Doug. Because <laughs> he voiced Doug on the cartoon. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we learned that on our, our Wide World of Doug show. I gotta, I gotta listen to this podcast. <laughs> so much information you really need. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so coming in at number five was George No W. Bush. Okay. Uh, so that's H. Wait, I, it's not really No W. It's H W. Right. It's, w plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's extra, extra W and extra. <laughs> uh, he, he came in fifth. Who said him? Me. Okay, sorry. Uh, fourth, uh, that's why I'm so confused, because fourth is George W. Bush. Oh, my God, I can't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's why I, I scared you off the Al Gore, Doug, just because it's crazy, and that's why we call it Weird Algorithm. He's listed third in a movie where he's the person who talks wow. the entire Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, number two, Billy West, good for him. All right. And Ronald Reagan is more popular. <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of movies oh there you go yeah probably more of a film career than during, during the bushes for bonzo and whatnot yeah uh, you know so maybe that's why people are like searching his name on, <laughs> yeah uh, i feel like people are desperately looking him up because they feel like you know things were perfect back when he yeah. was <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh, okay so now uh doug's on the board with two points and brie has three and arden uh you still have a chance I'm I'm just love I'm just here for the I'm here to hear about Action Park. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be a, Action Park would be a fun one to uh, play. Chris, yeah, yeah. Lots, of, lots of different known noted, noted people talking about it from yeah. New Jersey. I've been. I guess they're all from New Jersey. Like Knox, yes. Johnny Knoxville must be in it, right? Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. I don't know if Bruce is in it. Oh, I think you'd remember if he was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I think he is not in it. <laughs> Gethard is Gethard is very uh, prominent, prominently yeah. featured. Yeah, because he's been like for years. Like I think he's talked about Action Park on Douglas movies because he he's really been a fan of it for a long time. Okay, so uh, the third movie that we're gonna do, and uh, Arden goes first this time, right? Or no, yes. Bree goes. Bree goes. I first. think okay. I went first last time. Oh. Bree gets to go first. I'm ready. Like a, everybody gets equal opportunity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great for Artem that she has to go third, though, because we'll see. It's okay. <laughs> the movie is called Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Who from Gone Girl, Bree, do you think is uh, number one-able? Uh... I, I guess Ben Affleck. Okay. I guess Ben Affleck. Oh, man. 
What's that? The movie Gone Girl, did you see it? Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm like trying to like go well, through my mental roller. If you don't know their name, and I'll tell you what the real name is. <laughs> I mean, it's Casey Affleck, but I don't think it's him. What? I mean, isn't Casey Affleck in that too? I don't think so. Oh, am I thinking of a wrong movie? Um, oh, God. Yeah, Ben Affleck seems like the safest, but it's not always the safest. Oh, Doogie plays. Yes. The crazy person. Uh, he's an honorary Doug, Neil Patrick Harris. I'll stick with the Dougs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good pick. What do you think? Uh, uh... <laughs> well, the one the one I remember is the lead lady, which is Rosamund Pike. But I, there's no way she's above oh. Doogie or Ben. So there's got to be somebody else in the movie. I just thought of somebody. Shoot. I mean... Who did you just think of? Emily Ratajkowski? Uh, uh, should I say? Uh, Tyler Perry. Oh, boy. Yes, Tyler Perry. I mean, he just had a moment at the Emmys where he was mm -hmm. great. Oh, I don't yeah. want to steal your thunder. Have you thought of no, I mean, you're up. It's yours, Arden. I mean, <laughs> make, I, I hope that Tyler Perry is above Ben Affleck and Neil Patrick Harris. I bet he is. But I would imagine he's definitely above Rosamund Pike. And I'm going to guess, particularly this week, I don't know when IMDb, like, registers stuff, but he's definitely been very active lately because he did that great COVID bubble and act, had successful filming and built the studio and, mm -hmm. like, the housing. And then if... It counts starting Sunday night in his great speech. I'm going to go, thank you. Thank you, Doug. I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Arden's going Tyler Perry. Doug's got uh, Neil Harris. And Bree's got Ben Affleck. Coming in at number seven. It's, this thing is crazy. Number seven. Because I agree with you for all your reasons, Arden. Number seven oh. is Tyler Perry. Oh. Oh. That is a really, he deserves to be number one. I thought his yeah. at the Emmys, he should be number one. It yeah, seems you, like he should have been, but you know, but maybe if you're watching his thing on the Emmys, it's, it was such a full rounded, here's what, who Tyler Perry is, here's what he does, here's what he feels. Would you really run to IMDb to look him up? I bet it doesn't count till next week. I think it might have been too late on Sunday. But yeah, I feel like he's always in like 10 projects. Like, yeah. That's wild. I feel like he's been in the news so much because like he and the NBA figured out the bubble, you know, and The Bachelor. Like, those wow. are the who have the lockdown that everybody's like, you should do their mode. Uh, so I, I think IMDb's not giving him the proper due. I got a question for you, Arden. Yeah. What's going on with your... Uh, bachelor bachelorette podcast um we've we've been we've done it all the way through pretty much every week we have one every week uh they they did uh the best ofs which were horrible to watch as like one-offs but really fun to record the podcasts and then we've been doing we re-watched some old seasons and it starts again october 13th so each week there's been a new episode Cause I've been, I decided that I'll watch this season if you'll have me on your show. Are you? You could be our rookie. We always have a seasonal rookie. Would you like to be the rookie this year? It's going to be fascinating because there's never been one like this. They're not going anywhere. They're in the weird bubble. There's going to be two bachelorettes. I would love for you to be our season's rookie. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about that because you know. Oh my God. I you definitely think it. like watching an episode uh, at least, but maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just uh, go full in on Bachelor. It's, what are they calling it? It's called Bachelorette? It's the Bachelorette. And so it's like, so here's, here's a little, it's the oldest woman they've ever had. She was 39 <gasps> and cause they were getting younger and younger. So, 
And apparently, and this is not like a big spoiler, apparently she finds love really, really quickly. And then they bring in um, another bachelor (gasps) who was this really, really popular, beautiful black woman who should have been the bachelorette last year, but they, you know, picked a blonde, white beauty pageant queen and this woman should have been picked and so apparently when this so it's like you've got a 39 year old woman finding love and then like because this this franchise has been really white you know and so uh, it's gonna be it's really exciting there's two it's gonna be two exciting bachelorettes well that's what happened is they got screwed by you know we haven't seen it yet but the first bachelorette just falls in love right away and says, hey, this is it. I'm in love. I don't need to look anymore. And that's why they bring in the second one. It's going to be great. I think yes. it's going to be really fun. And it's going to be so weird to watch. So they're all at, at La Quinta Resort, which is... Get out of <laughs> Apparently, it's been like 120 degrees while they're filming. And so it's really wow. And they're not leaving. They don't go anywhere. So it's going to be unlike any other season watching like sunburned like colors it's gonna be fascinating yeah it sounds like hell to shoot reality television under those conditions uh, it sounds like big brother bachelorette yes that's exactly right so we would love to have you you just can't read any spoilers we don't do any spoilers the amount of sun they're taking in mixed with the amount of alcohol that they drink on that show sounds dangerous (laughs) it's it's gonna be it's gonna i mean it's also like the pandemic season like just right. <laughs> like they i mean they uh, apparently everybody got you know showed up 14 days in advance got locked into rooms that like they took over the entire resort including the pas and like like everybody got locked into la quinta and apparently two women are finding love it should be crazy all right, let's uh, let's find some love of movies while we f- wrap this up, because <laughs> uh, we're out of time. Um, so coming in at number six was uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, NPH isn't more popular right now, but he he he's kind of seems kind of dormant. Like I haven't seen him in anything too big lately. Um, Missy Pyle is number five. Wow. wow. I know and like her. Good She's for great. She's yeah. so great. Um, so good in uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. And then um, number four was I try. You know, I mentioned Emily Ratajkowski to try to trick you into picking her. Doug. Oh. He was number four. Uh, so worth no points. But number three, <laughs> Benny Affleck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And How you like did. them apples? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got her number. How to have I like them apples? <laughs> number two you're gonna kick yourself arden it's rosamund it's rosamund pike oh i don't get it she is the titular missing girl but like yeah. that was a while ago so yeah. why is she so high right now sorry i've done you wrong i think they just announced that she's in some big thing that's about to happen like i think uh, announcements of someone being cast in something tends to be a big okay uh, all right pumper upper Uh, of people on this and then uh coming in at number one i'm such a fan and it's easy to forget that she was in gone girl but it's carrie coon huh huh yeah who is currently (laughs) who is currently do you guys not know who carrie coon is i don't i don't i don't you so you never saw fargo season three oh He's the lead in the Fargo. Oh, wow. Lady officer. And she's Ben Affleck's sister in Gone Girl. So she's oh. in it. Oh. oh. Leftovers. She's so good in Leftovers. Yeah, yeah. She's also on Leftovers. Yeah. So Carrie Coon, uh, I think she got a boost out of the fact she's in a movie that's out now called The Nest. Right. Uh, from IFC Films. It's in theaters and drive-ins now. And it's going to be on demand uh, in November. So that means Brie Pruitt is our winner. Wow. Uh, way to First go. time. I didn't even get on the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you really, you really helped the other players, and there's a lot to say for that. Yes. You know. well, and, and I hurt you, so sorry. My bad. I thought I was helping. <laughs> yeah, like I really felt – I knew that your heart was in the right place. And I <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you gave me Tyler Perry. I mean, that was a gift. Mm. <laughs> you gave me Tyler Perry. 
Okay, let's plug some stuff. Doug Mellard, you're on Wide World of Dougs with me. What else is going on? Uh, just find me on social, at Doug Mellard. M-E-E-L-A-R-D. Yeah, it sounded like Chef Boyardee. Oh, I thought it sounded like the, uh, the old uh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> yeah, that too. Doug and Mellard sitting in a tree. M-E-L-L-A-R-D. <laughs> <laughs> you make out with yourself. Um, what about you, Arden Marine? When does that book come out? It comes out Tuesday the 29th. So uh, I don't know when this episode drops, but it yeah. makes... Okay, so it comes out uh, next Tuesday. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. Um, you can get it wherever books are sold. My last name is spelled Marine, M-Y-R-I-N. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And we're having a book release party slash comedy show this Saturday night at Dynasty Typewriter. It's $5. And if you bundle your book through there, you can get it custom signed to you. And it's me and Lauren Lapkus from The Wrong Missy and Brian Safi and Rob Benedict. It's going to be really fun. And then my my podcast will you accept this rose we have a wonderful rookie this year a man named douglas benson who's just got stars in his eyes and he's looking for women to fall in love in the desert and that'll be really fun you can listen to that on iheart or wherever you get your podcast thank you arden and we're gonna unbox on instagram live yeah, yeah. i will hit you up about that for sure because i gotta i gotta unbox this thing so i can start reading it yeah, yeah. Um, some fun presents in there for you that's what I'm uh, assuming. That's why I want to unbox it. I, I, it's not, you know, you, 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 when you get a cool present, you know, just sitting by yourself opening it up is no fun. It doesn't count if it forest, if a tree falls in the forest and it's not unboxed on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and Bree Pruitt, what's going on? You've got, uh, you still got that show that you do, right? Yeah, I got a, I got a Friday Twitch hang. Um, I also do a weekly podcast called You Can Do It with Bree Pruitt, and it's a pep talk yeah. podcast. Love that. I give a little pep talks to my comedian friends. Um, and then for the Doug Loves Movies audience, you might be interested in, if you're in Portland, Oregon, I'm doing a Zoom event where a dispensary is going to ship weed out to the, to the audience, and then Whoa. we're going to smoke it together on Zoom. And that's on no October way. 23rd, and it is for Willamette Week's 420 Happy Hour, it's called. Are that's you fun. an angel? <laughs> Does that sound like fun? Yeah, it does. There's a show in Long Beach that is a brewery that ships beer to people and they drink it together while they watch comedy. And I just like, I love this concept. Let's share space safely, is my whole that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm still doing my uh, weed show, but we do it over on uh, Patreon for uh, people that uh, subscribe. And, um, but it's still, it's, it's so fun to just get uh, you know get on the internet with my friends and uh, you know it, it's the next best thing to being able to get together and smoke. Hell yeah! Um, well, thank you to all three of you so much for being here. I'm doing uh, my first headliner stand-up set on the internet on Saturday, October third at four twenty. It's called Doug Benson's Comedy Sesh, and my guests are. Amy Miller, Jeff Tate, and Dustin Ibarra, and you can get your $15 ticket. Everybody you could crowd around one device can get in for 15 bucks, <laughs> and uh, it's at rushtix.com. Oh, I'd like to end this show with a last line from a motion picture, and I forgot to find one. <laughs> Does anybody know a classic or not, you know, or obscure even uh, last line from a movie? What's the last line of Jaws? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know what. The glad last that line dumb is. shark is dead. <laughs> I'm so glad we found a bigger boat. All right, I got, it. I got it. I got one. Thank you again, Doug Mellard, Arden Marine, and Bree Pruitt, and as always. Boy, that shark sure did blow up real good. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him 